Good evening, everybody. Uh, we just thought as an additional add-on, because when we do our long podcasts, we kind of um, take for granted and, and and don't really go into the midweek game in detail. And considering we've got quite a few coming up thick and fast, and yesterday's was quite a, a traumatic experience for most, I would guess is the best way of putting it. Uh, we thought we'd go through it. I'm joined by Ian, Bruce and Hannah. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, team, what do we think of the result yesterday? How are you feeling? We've had a 24 hours almost to reflect on it um have you got any thoughts on it um and we'll go from there we'll do the whole i'll, I'll get raised hand sort of thing for opinion so i'm not going to you blindsiding you on things you may not have formulated i think it's a similar thing to as we discussed on sunday really really promising performance which we've had a few of since hurst has come back i certainly over the last few weeks admittedly coupled with some poor ones as well, but certainly performances have been continue, mainly improving. It's just whether it becomes too late. And obviously yesterday was basically the second sort of last minute injury time kicking the teeth. And if you think of both those games that have been that way, it's what three extra points that would have taken us a lot closer. And I think we'd have all been feeling a bit more positive off the back of them, but you know, we are where we are. Um, and we've just got to keep going for the next few games. If we keep putting in that level of performance, we'll definitely get points. It's just that question of time, isn't it, from there? Yeah, absolutely. I am liking, though, that some fans are starting to push the the crucial games down the road. I was hearing that this week, these two games are the most important and must-wins. And now it's um, it's uh, Colchester and Barrow. It's, it's all dependent on what we do on those ones. I'm waiting for the game against Bolton to be the, the most important one later down the line. Bruce, what, what were you wanting to say? That, that sounds just like me, doesn't it? At the weekend, I was like, these two are the big games. We need to. I'll tell you next week how I feel about relegation. And yeah, um, I've been through all sorts of emotions today, really. I just I pissed off with the current board, pissed off with the Holloway. I just, and then you, you're like gutted for the players because the performance, I thought, was deserved of the three points. Um, I don't think they offered very much, but we just didn't get that second goal. We didn't push on, did we? And, and that... When you tweeted out, I think, oh my God, or something, when the guy spooned wide, he's, he's, his own head is <laughs> rebound. And I I just thought that was it. And uh, there must be somebody out there to blame. I was I was starting to think I was getting my uh, laughing mariner ready, but I didn't do anything, didn't, didn't start composing a tweet or anything. You can't do somebody that. Out there must, some, somebody out there must have done, though, because it just jinxed us, because... It just, I just, like I say, and then today I've been like, sort of, you know, we're really struggling. We're really in the shit now. And then you're like, oh, well, we get a result on Saturday. And, and I mean, the gap doesn't look nice, does it? And, and the performance is like Ian said, and like we said at the weekend. And I certainly think we look a hundred times better since he's gone 4 4 2. And I thought the front two last night, I mean, there, there were good performances all over the pitch, but. The front two played like they were mid twenties. James Hansen, somebody said, James Hansen said his legs have gone. Well, he was, he looks fit as a fiddle. So whether you know, we're did, gonna you, bend did you take that from the same bit I did? About sort of ten minutes to go, he out chased Harry Clifton fresh off the bench for a ball 
down on this near side. I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, is James Hansen quicker than Harry Clifton? I'd have never have put those two together. I thought, yeah, I thought he showed some some good pace. But the problem is, we've seen that little of him. You probably forget what kind of player he is. I don't um, want him running too quickly in case anything falls off, if I'm being entirely honest. No, but, you know, I thought him and Lenny, I thought that, that one of Lenny's, it defied gravity, how it, or defied logic. He hit it from the middle of the goal and he somehow hit the, hit the stanchion, didn't he, that holds the net at the back. And if that had gone in, I'd have been up and down the street, I think, let alone in front room. Henry, but, yeah. Henry was very happy about that. He's the, he's the biggest Lenny fan going, so he was delighted. I got to the, I found out the second goal at the equaliser had gone in from my five-a-side team, who um, are all based down south and have no affiliation to town. But it's the only topic I have of conversation with anybody. Um, so um, they're all now really sympathetically and, and slightly irritatingly following the games on iFollow. And they're all trying to comment and talk to me while I'm watching these games where I'm in no condition to talk to anyone. The only people I do is I talk on Twitter and to, to everybody who listens to this because I feel more comfortable doing it. I don't need the patronising sort of, oh, you're doing really well. And then they just came in and said, oh, last minute as well. So what, 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 what? And then like, I must, my stream must have paused because about 35 seconds later, it was uh, in the back of the net. And that's how I kind of, I had that dreaded half a minute of, oh my God, what's going on? What's happening? Uh, yeah, it was pretty heartbreaking. Oh, my, my, mine does that quite a bit, where, you, where you, you're watching on the iFollow and, and suddenly you realise that you, you've got the option at the bottom to go live and you're thinking, I thought I bloody was watching live. <laughs> and you're like, and then you, you don't hit bloody go, go live and then you look, your first reaction is to look up at the scoreboard at the top of the screen when you've gone live to make sure you haven't conceded in them 15 seconds. Oh, oh it's, just, it's just an emotional. And then, and then I sort of, I keep thinking, oh, well, if we do go down, and I don't want to think about that, but if we do go down, we need to support the new owners. You know, we need to be, we need to do everything we can. And then the other side of you is going, oh, but we could be years. We might never get back in the Football League. And my head's all, my head's, my head's a, a shed. It's all over the place at the minute. It's a lot of emotion to get, to take in during that sort of 30 second period, isn't it? It's exactly the same for me. There's too many thoughts running around your head. Like I've had the same in meetings this week going, Alex, have you got a thought about this in whatever work I'm doing? And all I'm doing is thinking, going, well, we've Barrow have got a game on Friday, but I don't think they're going to get points from it. I'm like, what? It's like I can't just keep saying I'm always talking about town. I've got to vary the the vary the vary the response. Hannah, how did you find the game, and what were your thoughts on it? Um, well, as as you said, it it was very promising and and a great performance, but you know, really gutted. And I think were they bottom over the form table, so. If we were going to be anyone, it should have been them. Um, yeah, I guess if we keep stringing performances together like we did last night, then there's hope. But yeah, just very gutted. I, I, I definitely agree with you in terms of the performance. I, I think I tweeted out earlier that on reflection, I feel slightly more confident. That was the sort of performance I've been looking for. One where there's there were so many times when we chased down lost causes and we closed down pieces of uh, play and pieces of space that we wouldn't necessarily have done two weeks ago when we weren't doing against Orin or Harrogate I thought Lammy was a great addition and was is it is it weird that fans have been calling for basically that 4-4-2 formation for the last two three games and and it Paul's taken a while to see it should we be concerned about that? Is there a reason why it takes so long? Or is, obviously I can imagine there's other things going on in the background in training and such, but the, the, the formation and essentially the team people wanted was the one that came out and, and did the, did the deed, didn't it? And, and put in the best performance, I guess, of the season so far. 
guess it depends on something you alluded to, what he's seen in training, <clears throat> excuse me, whether any of the players are not quite up to scratch fitness-wise or any knocks, whether Paul Hurst has seen, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, anything from the opposition um, on his analysis that's made him go with particular formations or setups and I think it's frustrating that maybe we've identified these things, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and it's it's very easy to sit here as an armchair fan. I think before the game on um, Saturday, I saw a lot of tweets to the team sheet coming out going, yeah, yeah, can't fault that, can't fault that at all. And then after the game, all I saw was tweets of where was Lammy and so on and so forth. So it's it's very easy to be kind of correct in hindsight, isn't it, I guess? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, do we want to do a bit of a shit sandwich, as they would say in, in corporate world, and 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 sort of talk about the, the the negative now, and then we can talk about the bright stuff towards the end. The the goal that went in, there's a lot of criticism being directed on social media towards Hurst and towards certain players. I thought, I mean, it was probably the right thing to do, bringing on the defender. I don't think it's the end of the world sort of decision to bring anybody on like that. It's not like he threw two guys on up front. He brought on another guy to solidify them. Carl Carlisle had just gone close uh, and it could have already been at 1-1. Um, unfortunately, we're dependent on senior pros that haven't really sort of made the grade this season. And it was a, I think it was a mistake by Luke Waterfall. He should have just put his foot through it. And I would have expected a defender of his experience and calibre, I guess is a good word, to, to have done that. And it, irrespective of how many people were in the box it's sort of that ball was fired in pretty hard and low and it could have pinballed around and gone anywhere, but just our luck, it ends up at the right guy's feet. But um, I wasn't particularly worried. I wasn't particularly bothered about Hurst doing that. I think he was, again, a bit too slow to bring people on, but I think the performance was 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 pretty good otherwise. Um, did anybody else have anything to say on that? Because Hurst has taken a lot of flack this afternoon and, and yesterday. Yeah, Bruce? I, I completely agree with you. I, I think, you know... It, like Ian just said, hindsight's a wonderful thing. The fans can come on, but if we'd have seen that out 1-0, nobody says anything about they don't moan that, oh, we brought a waterfall on. Nobody says a word. It's, it's. Uh, I think, as people have said, you know, today, on you know, there's people moaning and there's people defending and there's people encouraging and there's people that are still positive. There are people that are, you know, negative and doom and gloom are going down. And, the, uh, you know, you, you're talking... You know, you've got one or two people on the, the bench making decisions, but there's, you know, X thousand of us sort of on the outside or with our opinions to throw in one way or the other. So, you know, it's not a it's not a it's not a big think tank, thank God. But can you imagine we never we'd never get 60 minutes. We would never get anything done, would we? Because there'd be counter arguments for everything. But I, I like I say, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I've not watched the goal back, to be honest. I've sort of slammed the lid shut as soon as it went in. Um, and uh, no, I didn't. I watched the end of the game, but but I, I haven't watched it back. Um, I don't like putting myself through too much of that sort of thing. And um, but like I say, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, bringing on you see it all over all all the time. You know, if we'd have if we'd have brought on a forward and they'd have scored, somebody would have said, "Oh, he's, he's brought on a forward, and we've gone two attacking at the end." Uh, it's just it's just shit in it. Yeah, I think I th- personally, I think Hurst has done a great job in bringing in. I don't think there's a player that he's brought in that hasn't necessarily improved on the person that he's coming to tentatively replace. Perhaps Bunny might be the one that you might suggest, but I think he's actually got a little bit more quality than Preston has at times. He's just been a bit erratic at times. Um, 
I, I just you can't replace an entire team and the likes of Waterfall and Green and 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 Rose and such they the the, the experienced pros that are, are here taking a, a relatively large wage they're the ones that have been letting us down since the start of the season but he can't replace a squad and he has to rely on those guys to to come good and if that's what he's got that's what he's got I guess Ian what did you want to say? I, th- I think um, yourself and uh, Bruce in fairness saw the message that I put out um, last night not long after the game which was essentially what Bruce has just said if if uh, if Waterfall comes on and does nothing or makes that clearance or whatever it is and we win the game 1-0 nobody turns around and says oh brilliant bit of tactical play there by Hurst if he brings on two strikers to replace the people up front to to you know be closing down and stopping the ball coming into the box and so on and so forth and we concede people go why didn't he bring a defender on um for me, the the waterfall bringing the extra defender on to solidify was at the time the right thing to do. Yes, for most of the game, we'd not been really under any pressure. But as you said yourself, there was one that they just cleared the bar when they really should have scored anyway just before that. So there's certainly an absolute certainty from my mind that the first thing Hurst went was get an extra body in there. And as you've said, it... For, <laughs> don't want to be criticising the players too much at the moment. I really don't. But it is an outright mistake. He's misjudged the ball. And instead of adjusting and thinking, right, here I need to go with my feet, or even just, you know, he's a relatively big unit, Luke Wolf, or just going, I'm going to put my body in the way of this ball going into the box. He's tried to continue with his header and stoop down way too low. I mean, at one point, is he trying to head it around waist high by the looks of it? Almost he is, yeah. Over? And you don't, considering there's two Carlisle players, I think, in front of him, it wasn't going to go anywhere else. It is a no. really, really poor judgment. And I guess that's why he's sort of playing at town and and, and Hewitt is playing in his place. But it's it's the sort of... Yeah. It's the sort of mistakes and judgment that you make when you are out of form, low on confidence, you know, not quite thinking right for whatever reason at that moment in time. And unfortunately, I do feel a little bit for Waterfall because, listen, he's, he's like you say, he's a relative, he's an experienced player. So he's obviously not a bad player in there to have played for as long as he has in league football. But for whatever reason, over this past, what, six months, he's made some absolute clangers. The game I alluded to earlier on where we conceded in the last minute is arguably Luke Waterfall's fault as well, yeah. potentially. So, I say you don't want to dig anybody out too much, especially at the moment, but there are, if, if he clears that... just mistakes, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. He makes mistakes. And if he clears that, there's absolutely nobody criticising Hurst on Twitter at all yesterday because we've come away with a 1-0 win and everybody forgets everything and moves on. Yeah. Bruce, I saw you were going to mute a second ago. Did you want to say something as well? I wonder if, you know, Paul Hurst probably knows as well that he's maybe, for whatever reason, got perhaps 12 players that he can trust at the moment, but he's got to use more than that. Yeah, um, you, you know, and he's, he's probably, you know, he, he can't just play. I mean, yesterday, yesterday, I, if you, um, I know you were talking about the negatives first, but but the I was just thinking through the team and I can't think of anybody that didn't make a contribution yesterday. Yeah. You know, those 11 that started yesterday, we were all, you know, everyone was happy that, you know, the the, the odd person that they thought hadn't contributed so much was out. And, and like you or Ian said at the start, it was the team that people were asking for um, and they performed for him. And I just hope that their confidence hasn't been not too much because they will pick up points. Yeah, I agree. 
Uh, does anybody want to add anything to the uh, shit sandwich before we move on to the positive stuff? Good. Brilliant. All right. Well, it was. I thought it was a relatively good performance, aside from conceding the goal. Um, let's let's talk about the first incident in the game. Uh, I mean, we're all incredibly biased, but I thought that the corner was a goal. Uh, I didn't see a problem with it. No different from the uh, the 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 non foul that was placed on Eastwood for Forest Green's penalty last Saturday. Uh, I don't know how anybody else thought about it. I thought it was a, a our best corner of the season, <laughs> really. It's bad when the best corner of the season went nowhere near one of our players' heads. <laughs> it wasn't aiming for them. <laughs> Did anybody else have another opinion on that? Or was it just a nice, easy one? It was a mistake by the keeper. I think you hit the nail on the head. Me. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Just misread by their keeper. I can't see an awful lot that's happened. It's no different to what Matt did against us on Saturday and for whatever reason, it's gone against us this time round. We just want consistency, really. I think that's what all football fans want, isn't it, Bruce? The referee wasn't far away, was he? he? He, You know, I mean, he he wasn't completely obstructed. He could, you know, he was he had the same sort of view that we had from the stand, didn't he? Um, he, he was sort of between us and the, and the, and the incident and he was quite happy at, at, what, 10 or 12 yards away to give it. Um, it's only his eagle-eyed bloody linesman on the other side that decided that it wasn't. But I agree, if you're, if you're consistent and the one gets given against that's against Eastwood, then you don't complain about that. But like you say, at the moment, when you're down there, you, it's a stupid saying, but you, you don't get the look. Yeah, absolutely. But I thought there were great performances throughout. Um, it was Hewitt that was at centre-back, wasn't it? I get them mixed up as I did on Sunday with Hendry. I thought he was phenomenal at centre-back. I think he's most probably our best centre-back so far in the performances he's given. Really quick, really aware, was really good with his distribution as well, I thought. And, and I would like to see him continue playing there. Um, I don't know what you, you guys think of it. Yes, Hannah. Yeah, I thought he he got the wind really well. He just seemed to understand where to put the ball and, you know, how much power to put on it. And it's great to have a player like him who is able to to drop into different roles um to suit to suit the need really. Did you did you find that anyone else was performing particularly well? I was pleased with Matete Lenny. Yeah, I think Matete, particularly um, towards the end, he really grew into it. Um, and I love watching Marais. Every time I watch him, I think he's brilliant. He did. He, he certainly um, closed down a lot of balls. The, the closing down from everyone yesterday was outstanding. And that's the sort of thing that gets me. I'm so sad and so agricultural. That's the stuff that gets me excited watching football. Were there any other standout moments that you you all saw that was were worth sort of noting? I thought Lamy for his first start was... That what we were all hoping for, the bit of speed and a bit of intensity down that down that side. Bruce, what did you want to say? He, he just um, he, he seems to go past people at will. Um, there was a couple of incidents in the second half in a, in the space of a few minutes where he just didn't seem to do anything because we, we couldn't see or maybe that well because it was on the far side and the camera was about three miles from the pitch. But he uh, he just seemed to go past them as well. But I just can't believe what a transformation in two games of going back to four four two. And maybe playing in, in uh, Hendry, he just looks—he's looked against the last two games like he looked last season. And and whether it's whether that one player that we've changed by putting Hewitt into central of defence is calm 
everyone else that seems to have played in our defence seems like a rabbit in the headlights this season. And whether he's a calming influence that that you know that works on the others, I don't know. But we just seem like Hannah said that you know at the back we just seem we seem so calm and he's he's rapidly becoming one of my favourite players. Hewitt. It's, it's glad to see that some of the players that have been in there for a while are getting the sort of love and appreciation for the hard work they did. I don't think anyone really put in a poor shift yesterday. There was no one really that I was sort of digging out, I guess. I thought Eastwood was pretty good and came for a lot of balls that I would probably say McEwen wouldn't do. And that pains me to say so. I think that was a really useful part of it. And I thought his distribution was pretty good as well. Uh, I thought um, Meneyezi had a pretty decent game as well. I think he's been in for some criticism at times, but I think he was um, striking up a pretty good partnership with uh, with uh, Hendry as well. And um, I was just genuinely really pleased with the with the performance we put in. And I think if we put more in like that, then hopefully we might get out of this because the teams around us who were pulling away aren't doing so right now. But anyone who's listened to this after Friday might be cursing me because Barrow wins 6-0. Um, uh, how were there anything else you wanted to comment on on the game in, in terms of how it went I thought we it was all pretty decent it's just the result very much like the Stevenage game really it just that sucker punch at the end devoided sort of voided a decent decent uh, decent performance um, the reaction was quite mixed and quite ferocious uh, I wasn't particularly I, th- I don't know how you, I think it's a half decent sort of two minute conversation to have on social media. And no one's in the ground at the moment. No one's going to away games. No one's talking to their mates and everybody's on social media or on Facebook or on WhatsApp groups. I think you're going to get people that are sort of hyperbolic in their criticism and in their thoughts and opinions. I think it should all be taken with a pinch of salt. Personally, I don't, I don't know what everybody else, especially at the moment when, there's not much else going on and, and you're not going to games. So it's sort of amplified at the moment because that's where everyone is. I don't, I don't know how everybody else thought because it seemed to generate quite a bit yesterday. I think uh, I'd agree with you, Alex. It was um, one of those, we've, we've discussed it a few times and obviously we mentioned at the weekend as well about um criticism even going through to people who are not in the club yet and and things like that um, which was commented on themselves on social media that (laughs) social media is a great thing and it's been brilliant for um, giving people the chance to actually talk to players and people involved in football and, and just celebrities in general at the right times and the right moments but it's something actually that Craig Disley alluded to himself about when he first joined Grimsby and did the interview maybe a couple of months back now that he said when he first joined town and he was relatively new to Twitter when the season, the first couple of years of us finishing mid-table, it wasn't a pleasant experience for him because I, although maybe the players are not at times giving us what we want and people are making mistakes, I'd be extremely surprised if any of those players are walking onto the pitch going, I'm going to make a mistake today. It cost us points. Ha, ha, ha. Let's see what happens to that. They're all going out there trying their best. Their best might not be what we want and expect as fans, but I I would be pretty certain that a good 99% of them are doing what they can and is the best at the time. Um, And then it can't be any fun to come on Twitter afterwards and have, you know, a few hundred messages on your phone of, your shit, get out of my club, leave alone, you know. Um, or worse in some cases, I'm sure, that's been tweeted. And it, it goes the same for 
any backroom staff as well. I know that um, not long ago, a member of the backroom staff reported that he'd had a phone call um, telling us how crap he was. And we're talking about a member of the, the marketing team that had this phone call and put it on Twitter. So I think we all just need to... He deserved that. <laughs> yeah well i'm glad I mean, you did well to hide your number on it had to be fair Alex. yeah yeah it's that old voice changer that we can do on here it was really useful but I, I think we just need to all generally as people occasionally just take a step back and if you something that you wouldn't be willing to say to somebody's face why tag them in the tweet to send it to them there is still a person that's at the end of that getting that message whether you can see them or not there is still somebody there that has to read that I thought there were some um, certainly rules that I abide by when I've been tweeting from the podcast account and from before that, the, the PR account is I don't tag players in. Like if you're searching your name after defeat, then you're kind of asking for, for, for trouble. I think it's, you can criticize players, you can moan and, and, and rant for all I care. Just don't include them in it. They don't need to see it and they don't need to have to see it. But um, if they want to have a look and see what fans opinions are, then they'll get them and, and be open and honest about it. Um, I would quite happily tell Matt Green he's shit to his face, but I think I've already said that to you all. Um, Bruce, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, Ian just sort of um, mentioned what I was going to say really there, that I've, I always say that I wouldn't say on social media, or I like to think I wouldn't, something that I wouldn't say to somebody's face. Now, what I would say to somebody's face is maybe different to what somebody else might, might be prepared to say to somebody's face. Um, and I just think that it gives a platform to everybody, doesn't it? Social media, you know, and, you know, there might be a boring bloke in the corner of the pub that could be one of us three that, you know, that waffles away and people don't want to listen to. <laughs> yes, Ian. Um, the, uh, the, no, the, you know, the people, but you just turn your back or you walk away. But on social media, his tweet is the same as your well-thought-out tweet that other people might think is a load of nonsense. You know, it's, it's all about opinions, but everybody gets an equal platform and, I, you know, naturally some people treat that differently to others and some maybe in my opinion overstep the mark. Um, but I guess if you don't like it, you don't go on social media, perhaps. I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's also worth reminding people that everyone at the moment, especially we kind of alluded to it earlier, where if people are using to it, like I do, I use it as I would be sat in the stand. So I'll say stuff that would necessarily be shouted and then lost in the noise. But because it's on Twitter, it's going to be there 10 minutes later, a month later, two years later, whatever. I'll always leave that stuff up because it's how that moment was in the game. And, and that's what people were, were thinking. But um, I think it's also worth remembering as well. Be kind goes both ways. You have no idea that, that what that person ranting and raving is currently going through no one is having an exceptional time at the moment unless you've got friends with a particular conservative mp and you're rolling in ppe money um everybody else is relatively struggling and town are one of the few things we all look forward to to a point and um at the moment it's not a fun place to be one thing i would um, I, what were you going to say bruce sorry i saw you put your hand up or did you just move <laughs> uh, no mate you're, you're eagle-eyed but too eagle-eyed but no i'm uh... I didn't. I wasn't going to say anything that time. The only thing I would say is like, leave leave Jason Stockwood alone. The poor bloke has got enough to deal with when he gets into that club. He doesn't need your ideas of what you want to put in your next cheeseburger and what burger sauce we should purchase from what um, farm shop in North Lincolnshire. Um, the guy doesn't need it at the moment. I think it'll be. Gr I would love to keep him on social media, but I know my expectations are high 
because I expect him to walk in and there'd be so many things wrong. It shouldn't take too much to change bits, but I'm worried that people will not be happy unless in 18 months, a year's time, people are sort of like the club looks totally different. This is going to be a massive job and it's going to take a, a long time to, to get things straight. And I, I worry what that might look like down the road if people are already like what they are. I don't know what everybody thinks. Of it that. only it only takes one as well, doesn't it? You know, it only takes one person, um, and then you and I see what that one person's put, and then it it, it snowballs, doesn't it? But it, it is what it is, isn't it? Like you say, I think it might be an experience for um, you know, even as a successful businessman, um, you know, it's going to be a different kind of experience, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, and it's. Um... I, we don't want to dwell too much on the, the the new owners. We can talk about that once it happens. There are rumours abound Woo-hoo! that it's closer than we think. Um, but um, it's what well, I feel like we've sort of hit the jackpot at the moment. Granted, you can play this back to me in 18 months time and it's all gone wrong. But um, t- chalk and cheese from our previous owners. I'm looking forward to it. I just don't want to, anyone to sort of ruin it at the moment. Nobody breathe is <laughs> basically my thoughts on it we certainly haven't approached him to join the podcast yet because i don't want to ruin anything um has anybody got anything else to add before we go i know it's quite a quick one today but it's nice to give the game the the thoughts and feelings it deserves oh nice that was that's quite good okay right brilliant well uh oh yeah bruce what were you gonna say no good night Oh, brilliant. Okay, that was nice. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. It was a nice quick one. We'll put it up now, and then obviously we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, if you've got any thoughts and feelings and stuff, by all means, send them in. Uh, my, my my boy has already started to say like and subscribe to friends. That's what people in the, the kids in the playground now do when they leave. I don't think you can like this, but, you know, you can leave a review if you liked it. Thank you very much. See you all later. Bye.